0: Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is AEW Weekly. I'm Dr. Damian Gibson and joining me as always, is always, as always, is the man who only deals in kayfabe and not poor introductions, it's Matthew Kayfabe.
1: And what a week uh, to be living in kayfabe. It's good here. There are no
0: presidents other than Tony Khan. (laughs) TK gets mentioned quite a bit in this episode. They are definitely
1: leaning in. Like, I would like them to just say that Eric Bischoff is, like, executive producer of AEW Dynamite and have him as the on-screen bad guy. But if they're going to have yeah. uh, Tony Khan, that's that's cool. I'm okay with that.
0: He only... I mean, even in kayfabe, though, everyone loves all of TK's decisions. That's a fantastic decision by Tony Khan. Great booking. <laughs> Yeah,
1: the problem is, you're right, he is the <laughs> opposite of Vince McMahon in so much as, uh, or the Mr McMahon character in the 90s, in so much as he constantly listens to the audience and does what they want.
0: Yeah, I've actually got some notes during the course of the the episode of, yeah, him, him weaving criticism into storylines. I
1: just want to point out, listeners, that... Uh, that is a slight brag from Damien. There, he's like, "Look, I can read, uh, <laughs> unlike most of you, American <laughs> listeners in Florida." Hey,
0: the- no, they've been good. Leave them alone. Not the ones in Florida. It's been, it's been a stressful time for everybody. It's almost over, and then we cannot. Sorry, I need to pay attention to America for four years. I need, I need
1: to get back to President Tony <laughs> Maybe- Khan. Okay.
0: It'd be really really nice to just be like, oh, yeah, America exists and not have to think about you guys for four years. That'd be great. Um, You know, I mean, like only for good things like wrestling pay-per-views and hair metal, you know, the things that you guys do really well. (laughs) That's the biggest backhanded compliment I've ever given anyone, let alone a country. You know, you guys should get back to doing what you do well, you know, like wrestling, hair metal, action movies, you know.
1: Higher. Well, it's true. It's it's you know, England has England has you know Shakespeare and the Beatles, and America has mm-hmm. uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses and Keanu Reeves.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Slash and Keanu every time. Oh, hang on, you said the Beatles? Shit,
1: <laughs> no, they were not as good as well, people say.
0: <laughs> don't start with me, Kayfabe. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> we. Start this episode with Jerry Go-Round. Jerry go Chris Jerry Go-Round <laughs> doing a promo uh, with Jake Hager bragging about how Hager uh, won, won. Did he win his MMA fight? Uh, I, think it was they a, said I think it was right? a
1: split decision, but also he uh, he does not look like the winner of a fight. He looks like someone who's been beaten quite brutally.
0: I don't know. In MMA, he looks like he got out.
1: I don't watch that kind of thing.
0: It's pretty brutal. Um, Anyway, MJF, let's get back to the, the, the import, the real fight. Once again, just to
1: point uh, out, this started again with a backstage promo, not a, not a, not a cold match, which is a good way to start in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I much prefer it. It it is the, it's the equivalent of previously on AEW. Mm. Uh, uh mjf interrupts and just says hey remember i'm gonna join the inner circle because when i beat you a full gear i'm joining the inner circle um and jericho goes yeah i don't know i mean the guys don't really want you in there i think you're almost the total package except you're a bit soft love the double entendre (laughs) there from jericho uh mjf says we'll see and storms off judas hits and we've got a wrestling show. And
1: this, I kept thinking about last week how MJF really pushed. He's like, no, you don't understand. I will do anything to win. And I think he's going to do something really fucked up and then have to be like friends with Chris Jericho the next day. And I think it's really cool.
0: Oh, as far, yeah, as far as full gear is concerned. Yes, yes. Hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, um, Yeah, well, let's get into it. Uh, We cut to the arena, to Daly's place, uh, and we've got a tag team match, which was announced last week, Uh, Sammy Guevara and Ortiz versus MJF and Wardlow. Um, Jericho's on comms and is complaining about uh, Skiavone kissing Eric's ass last week, and this will be a... (laughs) this will be a joke that Jericho falls back on throughout the whole episode, about every two minutes. Um, But I I didn't get tired of it. Uh, Sammy G is putting in a pretty amazing match in in this particular match. It was easy for me to forget how good he Mm. is in ring with everything that's happened over the last four to five months.
1: I think I watched this and I thought... Which is weird, because MJF is there, and he is obviously the most transcendent star there. But I was like, fuck, I want to see more of Sammy Guevara and Wardlow. Just, like, into both of them. Mm. I'm like, and I'm shocked I'm into Wardlow. Like, I'm, I am I sort of, Sammy Guevara is actually a good wrestler. But Wardlow is, uh,
0: it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm into it. What he's. No, he's got, he's got something. He's got you know he's got uh, i don't know whether it's necessarily star power but like he's got you want to see him do more sort of, he sort of
1: he reminds me of Batista early on where you're like oh yeah this guy's like big and strong and like you know maybe he could be something
0: that's a good call yeah he's raw but there's something there hmm. um what's interesting interesting you say that cuz in this match there was you know, in tag team matches or, or battle royals or whatever, every now and then there'll be like a... It can it can just be like 30 seconds or a minute where two competitors get to wrestle against each other and, and you just think to yourself, I'd really like to see more of this. And there was 30 seconds between uh, Sammy Guevara and MJF in this match where I was like, this... I mean, obviously we will get these two wrestling each other for the next 10, 15 years. Mm. Um, but I just from an in-ring thing, I really want to see these guys wrestle. They weren't actually in the ring with each other much in this match, but when they were, it was electric as far as I was concerned. Is
1: this the rare time that a heel versus heel story is actually working? Well, with MJF and the inner circle, yeah. Like, this is pretty rare. Like, WWE doesn't do this.
0: No, uh, no. I'm just trying to think of good heel versus heel uh, programs. I, just, I can't even think of any off the top of my head. Like even
1: you like Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, which I consider the ultimate heel versus heel pro- uh, program. But
0: <laughs> well, you know, you're being a smartass. But there was there was actually during that leading up to the screw job. Because that was that around the time where he started doing the, the Canada like the Hart Foundation uh America sucks Canada rules type thing? That was around that time, wasn't it? I
1: don't know. I don't pay attention to Bret Hart.
0: I'm pretty sure it was because when he got to when they got to Montreal that he was a hero in Canada, but like the week before when they were in America people would trying to kill him yeah
1: but people people booed hulk hogan when he was a super heel because he was boring as fuck and so maybe that's why they were booing i can see the look on your face which our viewers can't and it's such a such ill-contained
0: rage (laughs) because it's been like four weeks now and i'm I'm it's starting to wear a little thin It's like our fucking promo is the same colors of as brett's tights for a reason um, <laughs> and you've got you've you've picked the thing that's most dear to me and it, <laughs> just needling it every we do two episodes a week sometimes three and this has been going on for almost a month <laughs> and i'm like all right okay <laughs> enough <laughs> enough like i could at least i can be like yeah sure sean michaels is the second best wrestler of all time
1: and i can be like Bret Hart in 1995 deserved to be in the top 25 wrestlers of the year. So, I think we're even
0: in many ways. Uh, Matt Hardy pops up in the middle of this match. Don't care. And uh, throws a chair at Sammy. <laughs>
1: Matt Hardy is the Bret Hart of AEW when it comes to my interest. Well, oh,
0: right. Just while Sammy was starting to get hot in this match as well, like I was really, you know, I mean, I know it's the weekly show, so you don't give everything away for free. I get that. But uh, I was actually enjoying this match and Matt Hardy popping up. um I don't know. I mean, it ran into what happens later with Matt, but it just—I I do
1: think they're going to have a—they did cinematic match, and like that cinematic match will be very, very good. But couldn't they build to it? Couldn't they build to it in a cinematic manner? Like this doesn't really feel like it deserves. You know, Sammy Guevara turning up on his moped to the Hardy compound and like the shenanigans <laughs> that will ensue.
0: No, but it was the only thing that saved the, the angle for mm. me. And and I, I think even though Tony Khan wasn't mentioned, it feels like the criticism of this angle, and, and it's been stop-start for various different reasons, but the main one being that Matt Hardy almost died mm. uh, <laughs> wrestling Sammy, um, has taken all the sheen off this. And I just don't understand why they didn't just put it, you know, just... Just put this story down after that pay-per-view. The only way that they could have resurrected this was by having a, a crazy Matt Hardy deletion match, which they've done. So it's, it's fan service, but good fan service.
1: We'll cool just see how it goes. Like, are there that many more ideas? Like, maybe he does have that. Like, maybe this is going to be original and incredible and fascinating. But if there is, like, a series of throwbacks to, like you know, the original deletion matches, I'm not going to be particularly
0: interested. No, but I think at this stage for Matt Hardy, I mean, the thing that everyone was so excited about, for well, I'll speak for myself, the thing that I was excited about for Matt Hardy coming to AEW after being in WWF was I want to see TNA like Matt Hardy. Like, I want to see Final Deletion Matt Hardy. I want to see Matt Hardy with the ability to go pedal to the metal, with his creativity, because when he does, bizarre, batshit, crazy, hilarious things happen. And that's the kind of wrestling that I love. You know, I mean, I love all kinds of wrestling, but I love that crazy kind of mm. stuff. But then for the last three months or so, his gimmick has been, hello, I'm Matt Hardy. Like, what? No, why are you doing that? I'm like-
1: dressed as Serpentico, and I'm going to throw at yeah. <laughs> Throw a chair at you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't pick that, to be fair. So
1: I, I enjoyed that Chris Jericho wasn't a stupid commentator. Like, he was like, that's not Serpentico before it was clear that that wasn't Serpentico. Yeah. Because no one...
0: Chris Jericho needs to be... They need to clone Chris Jericho and have a wrestler and a commentator. Because... Mm. <laughs> uh, he just heightens everything that he's involved in when he's on the commentary desk,
1: and and he's great in promos and in everything other than in the ring.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, he's still he's he's in ring. I think he's turned himself into that sort of like wily old veteran. You know, what I yeah, mean? like he's a bigger boy now, so he does the Judas effect, and like I, don't, I think it's
1: just hard when you're looking at Chris Jericho and you're like. Hey, I remember you twenty five years ago, being yeah, very I remember talented. Four year old Chris yeah. Jericho, yeah. And now <laughs> yeah. it's like now you're doing a slow spin and a hit with your elbow.
0: Yeah, but with the amount of weight behind it, it looks like it would hurt.
1: I mean, if you were willing to stand there <laughs> and wait for it to finally get to you, yes.
0: Yeah, I'm not putting my hand up. So. Uh, you can you can uh, send an email to matthewkfaber@gmail.com, Chris. I know you like to get into spats with uh, wrestling internet celebrities. I, I so. like
1: that. <laughs> Here's check. You've you've now become the person that's like, look, I know Ricky Morton is seventy eight, but I just think he could beat The Rock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one good day, you only need one good day.
0: Yeah, I only need three seconds. Only takes three seconds to win a match, man. <laughs> uh mjf gets uh all T's in the salt of the earth uh and gets the pin Uh mjf then goes over to the comms table uh puts jericho through the aw banner and jericho loves every second of it yep
1: it's great it's good let's see what happens Uh
0: next next up we've got the kenny omega promo um and th- this was the main, I mean, a lot of this happened through through this episode, but um, Tony Schiavone is interviewing Kenny and halfway through this promo, Kenny says, um, oh, well, Tony Schiavone says, well, a lot of people said it was obvious that you and Hangman Page would be in the final of this tournament. What do you say to people about that? Um, and then Kenny just answers it. The answer isn't really that important. I just thought it was really interesting from a story Telling point of view of like shows like ours and every other wrestling show that talks about AEW for the last three weeks has been like well it's blatantly obvious there's going to be Kenny Omega and Hangman Page in the final this which it was but I like that even though it's just a tiny little detail they address mm. it you know like in it really my ears pricked up of like essentially it's like Tony Khan and AEW saying like yeah, we hear what you guys are saying, but trust us, this story is going to be pretty great. Yeah,
1: I think it was really, really good. And, and like, the reality is people have to be reprogrammed from thinking that a swerve is good storytelling because it's like they're actually mm. not, um, you know, this isn't a murder mystery and, like, there is a place for surprises, <laughs> but the, the a twist isn't what you're necessarily looking for. You're looking for you know the story of rocky things like that you know you're looking for hmm. and i know like you said it's really obvious but i remember early on before they announced all the people in the bracket you were like i think the the, the you know it's going to be dr luther versus serpentico and dr luther will finally come across and he'll beat moxley and you were wrong um objectively you were wrong and i think it's important that we admit that <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I apologise to all the brother friends out (laughs) there
1: However, if it it wasn't going to be Luther Serpentico in the final grudge match Then I think this Mm -hmm. is a good second option And I think it's really impressive that they're actually just being like Yeah, you guys were obviously, you know Storytelling-wise, this makes sense And also, you were clearly the best wrestlers in the in the thing, like you can sort of take it both mm. ways. I don't think it broke kayfabe, yeah. is what I'm trying to say.
0: No, no, but it was like a it was like a little wink to the Smarks of like, yeah, you guys were right, but that doesn't mean that this is bad. Mm.
1: No, mm. absolutely.
0: Uh, next up, we had Trent uh, versus Miro. Do we know why Trent can't be called Trent Barra in AEW? Is that is that a I didn't think New Japan did that. No, but... Trademark name bullshit.
1: He was Trent question mark for a long time as well on the Indies, so it might just be a decision he's made.
0: Yeah, it must be, because I I don't know of anyone else from New Japan who hasn't been able to mm. keep their name or anything. Uh, and we've got Miro in his singles debut. Um, there was a little segment from... Excalibur must have, like, a, 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 a YouTube channel or... Something like that because he was interviewing Trent and Miro mm. during the week uh, and they were trading barbs about uh, Trent was teasing Miro about being his young boy in Japan 10 years ago, which essentially means student.
1: Yeah, I wasn't like, I don't know, this feud's not for me. And that's okay. Like, I really, really like Trent Barretta. I'm liking Miro less. I'm, being, I'm. It's not that I'm liking him less. I'm less and less interested in him. As the weeks go by, but we've discussed this previously.
0: Um, well, there was a this match was fine. It was sort of more what happened outside of the ring that was more interesting than what happened inside of the ring. Chuck Taylor basically started beating down on Kip Sabian, and they disappeared for the majority of the match. Uh, Orange Cassidy started doing some great Orange Cassidy work by slamming. His hand down on the mat to try and get people to clap along <laughs> for Trent, uh, in the most Orange Cassidy slothful way you've ever seen. Uh Penelope comes over, grabs his arm and slaps Orange Cassidy. Uh Vince McMahon would have fucking loved every second of it. Uh Orange Cassidy takes a Penelope's sunglasses off and puts them on, which I loved. And uh Uh oh. It's the Dark Order. They can't help themselves but get involved tonight. Uh, they come out and uh, start beating down the OC. Then Miro scares them off, which I thought was a little strange. Um, towards the end of the match, was that a botched spot from Trent off the top rope or was that meant to happen?
1: I, I, I don't know. It looked like it was botched. But uh, just to go back to the Dark Order, you've you've been saying uh, in the last few weeks that you think Brody Lee's moving away from them. Um. Yeah. I think it's been pretty clear in the last two weeks that it's almost like John Silver is now. They're a comedy act, and John Silver is their leader, which is f- yeah. fascinating because the Super Smash Brothers were the original uh, Dark Order, and now they're not even wrestling in Dark Order matches.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's sort of strange. It's sort of uh, it almost feels like it's become this fluid faction where. People were just sort of going Mm. in and out of it. I don't mind that. I don't like
1: like John John, I don't John Silver with a cult is a really, really funny thing. Like Brody Lee with a cult is less cool because it's like, oh, he's trying to be like it it just doesn't it doesn't work as well as being like John Silver is ridiculous and look at these people that he has with him that are like causing irritating mayhem. It's great,
0: yeah, yeah. They're they're a um they're like a multi ball in in an AEW show. Like they sort of just appear out of nowhere, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> uh, sometimes it could be a good thing. Sometimes it could be a bad thing. Um, essentially, the long and the short of this was that Miro got the win against Trent. Um, there was a whole bunch of sort of WCW shenanigans. Uh, Kip and Miro beating down on. Uh, Trent and Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy did the orange drop for the save. And then there was some staring between Miro and Orange Cassidy. And I feel like that's the next angle for both of these guys. And fuck me, please make it happen. Um, I think that's probably the best way to get both of them. or to get Miro out of this Kip Sabian situation that he's in, you can still have Kip Sabian sort of hanging around for a bit, but you very much make Miro the singles guy in the feud going up against orange. Cassidy who needs a feud at the moment anyway. And that's makes a sense to big
1: me. feud if they do it right. Yeah,
0: and people people would be into it. And you you know Miro can do the majority of the promo work for that as well and start to get his sea legs doing that in AEW.
1: Yep, they're great.
0: next up we've got Hangman page's promo basically his answer to the kenny omega promo from earlier in the night um i need to lose about 10 15 kilos so i can start wearing the shirts that kenny omega uh, kenny omega kenny omega wears what i wear right now gray hoodies um (laughs) uh, so i can wear adam page's cowboy shirts I mean, I'll never look as good as him in them, but at least I won't look like a giant fat douche.
1: All right. Well, that's... I've, I've never never heard better. Uh, given you are uh, probably about 130 kilos overweight. Uh, <laughs> given our listenership, I shouldn't make that joke.
0: Uh, I feel it when I look at myself at the moment. <laughs> Uh, Jr, I'm gonna give Jr a compliment. Jr did some great stuff in this in this interview where he's asking sort of basic questions hangman's giving him basic answers and then uh, Jr's tone kind of changes a little bit and he's like, you know what I think I think you're nervous and I don't think that's the first uh, drink you've had today. Um, and I think that you're going into a match against Kenny Omega on Saturday and I think you think you're gonna lose. And then Kenny Omega does, Kenny, I did it again. Hangman Page does some great work here where he talks about how nervous he actually is, that he came out and said he was going to, win, was going to be the inaugural winner of the, the belt and wasn't, and has felt embarrassed about that ever since. And um, that if he doesn't win on Saturday night, he'll have nothing but this bourbon. But it is good bourbon, though. I really love this promo. Did you like it? Yeah, I
1: thought it was pretty good. I think uh, Hangman Page is going to lose, and it's going to be cool. Like whatever happens is yeah. going to be great. I'm, I'm like I couldn't be looking forward to this more.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the match, and I agree. I I think that Kenny Omega will win. I I really want Hangman to win though. Like I'm really on his side. I really like I really like him. A vulnerable wrestler. Have we ever had that before? Have we ever had a character like this before that talks this way? No,
1: I don't think so. Well, I mean, I'm sure we have because I'm sure nothing's new. But
0: but even, like, I'm trying to think a similar kind, like even a, a, and I'm not just bringing him up because it's Daniel Bryan, but even Daniel Bryan during, like, the, uh, never you've never seen, you, Daniel Bryan was never like, oh, I, I don't think I'm good enough. No, not or at all like His whole thing was like I am good enough Just because yeah. I'm little Doesn't mean that I can't be the WWE champion I'm sure
1: they have done this But I don't think they've done it For a guy with It's not like The Rock Or like when you look at Who Hangman Page could project to be Like hmm. Steve Austin wasn't like You goddamn better believe I'm this good But also like maybe Like there's, there's I do have some vulnerabilities <laughs>
0: like hangman that would be amazing hangman i would of all people stone cold would that would just out of nowhere just <laughs> would be great it's
1: like it's like hangman at the moment is like seeing the cure live where you're like wow this is so good and they know it's good but also they really want
0: you to like it and they're not that happy that's yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah i loved it and and hangman is quickly becoming a a top guy, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. he is I, the. I love him. He
1: is the Swan of AEW.
0: <laughs> he's much better than Swan. Wow what a what a <laughs> shitty thing to say. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's as good as Smashing Pumpkins. He's Billy After Machine. He's Billy Corgan's. He's as good as Billy Corgan's
1: third best band. <laughs>
0: hmm. Yeah, exactly. of the three. The Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> next up, we've got. Uh, hey guys, we promise you all swan all the time, and you just got your swan segment yeah, there. You're, you're uh, lucky
1: we're not doing the future embrace this uh, this episode.
0: Oh, Jesus, yeah, that that'll happen. Uh, there were a lot of really really good promos on this episode, and I. I was imagining this was probably your favourite. I don't want to speak for you. Um, We had uh, Team Taz come out. Uh, (laughs) Taz called Cody Rhodes Mr Office. I mean, I can't do his accent well, but he's he's from New York, right, Taz? Yeah. This was great. It just, in that strong, I don't know, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but it feels like a Bronx, maybe Long Island. Accent, a little
1: bit Long Island. It sounds a little bit, little bit Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, calling Cody Rhodes Mister Office, Your Majesty. <laughs> I just loved such a shit nickname. Hey, listen up, Mister Office. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why it made me laugh so much. Uh, but this was one of those great um, heel promos where every point that Taz makes was correct. You know, so like you, you had this promo where Taz is going Brian Cage is ranked number one in the rankings. Uh Ricky Starks has exact basically the exact same record as Taz, but isn't even ranked. None of them neither of them have even a match at full gear, let alone a title match. And Tony Khan won't speak to me. So what's going on? Hmm. And then basically menacingly says, Yeah, but maybe we'll come down and watch uh, Cody and Darby Allen's match it's <laughs> full gear Did you Were you as big a fan of this promo as I thought I just you would Like
1: I think uh, long term listeners Of this show Know how I feel about Brian Cage But I just couldn't stop looking at Ricky Starks Sitting there With a necklace over a, An almost turtleneck With sunglasses mm. on with no socks on, with boat shoes, just like you know, being pissed off on the turnbuckle. That guy is so good, like yeah. so good.
0: Yeah, he's gone full PM Dawn. Mm. He
1: he's like he <laughs> he looks like that. He was dressed like that famous photo of The Rock. Um, yeah. like it's just it's so good. Like he's just.
0: He's a baby rock. I know he doesn't like that compare. Like he doesn't hate it, but he also doesn't like that comparison. But it's like, dude, seriously, ha- have you looked or heard yourself yeah. <laughs> looked at or heard yourself speak? Like you are, you're the rock. Mm. You're a young rock. <laughs> I don't know how else to mm. put it.
1: He's great. This was great. This is this is not the. I enjoyed a couple of other things on this episode more than this, but this was great. And I like that he just threatened like, hey, we're going to be there and we're going to do something at full gear.
0: Yeah, should have spoken to me, Tony Khan, because now this is going to mm. happen. It's great. I like that. It's great. Um, next up, we've got uh, Sammy comes out, does a swinging neck breaker on Matt Hardy before Private Party and the Young Bucks match. Um, this match was basically all about Matt Jackson's ankle. Uh, As much as it was a good match, it was a good tag team match. I was enjoying it. It was really all building up to will will the Young Bucks be able to compete at full gear? Um, And I still get the vibe that, well, one or two things can happen, right? Either they pull out at the last minute and someone else goes into that match, which would upset people. (laughs) Um, Or they lose, but the Bucks have a legitimate reason for losing because Matt Jackson can't walk.
1: Yeah, I don't know which one will happen. It's yeah, it's fine. I, I wasn't into. I this. thought the
0: story. I thought the storytelling was good because it is. It's building up to the pay per view, and everything should be building up to the pay per view, right? So like, mm. they were definitely doing that with so with a match that's been so anticipated. I don't know if this story has been that good between these two tag teams. So I think this like. Even though it's a very small thing, going after Matt's ankle and whether he can wrestle or not is something. Yes, absolutely. It's something It's something for them to hang their hat on as far as this story is concerned. Yeah,
1: they cl- they clearly just sort of uh, lent on the fact that, you know, this is the Young Bucks versus FTR that everyone's wanted to see. And, you know, they could have done a little the bit The
0: story's better. been... Yeah, the story's been an afterthought, right? Yeah. And so that's probably why they've gone with such an old school.
1: Well, it's weird that they're trope, turning but... the young bucks heel, while they're going to face the biggest heel tag team. Hmm. But anyway.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I try. I trust everyone involved enough for. I think. I think uh, we were talking about swerves earlier. If if there is going to be a swerve at full Gear, I think it'll be in this match, in some <laughs> shape or form.
1: Yep. I think that's probably right.
0: Um so FTA, FTR were gonna after this match FTR came down, and they started beating down on the Young Bucks, we're gonna try and break Matt's ankle again. Uh and then Hangman Page and Kenny Omega came out for like an elite reunion.
1: Yeah, this I was, was... really enjoying them on their own. This was very <laughs> so strange. This is this is too too early for uh for this, hey.
0: Yeah, and just from a personal standpoint, I don't really care about them when they're all together. Mm. I didn't really like the Elite, so there isn't a part of me that's like, oh, yay, they're all friends again. Yeah. In fact, Kenny Omega and the Bucks seem pretty toxic, and I want my little darling heart, Adam, to get away from them. Hang out with some nice boys, like the best friends in Orange Cassidy.
1: Yeah, well, given that I'm not a weirdo, um, I don't feel as strongly... As you do. Uh, <laughs> however,
0: I agree in principle. Um, next up, we had Tony Schiavone in the ring to interview Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. Uh, Eddie Kingston boots Tony out of the ring pretty fucking quickly. Uh, and then we get what I thought was one of the better promos of the year mm. so far. Uh and um, I got to say, I, I, initially when they were going nose for no, nose to nose, there was a like at first. I was like, "Oh, gee, this was intense," and then it turned into me laughing, and then it went back to like, "Oh, actually, no, this is a bit intense." The uh, the fact that it but that probably says more about
1: me. <laughs> the the way that it ended <laughs> with uh, Eddie Kingston. John Moxley sort of talking over Eddie Kingston's shoulder while Eddie Kingston wasn't looking at him and Eddie Kingston yeah. was just yelling like I'm going to beat you I'm going to like beat your ass you're you know uh it showed that like Eddie Kingston one still had the trust in John Moxley that he wasn't going to attack him from behind or anything that they were going to wait till that point and Eddie Kingston couldn't Stare him in the face and say, "I'm gonna, you know, absolutely dominate you, and you're 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 dead." Like that. It was just such good physical storytelling, which you don't get in promos all that often.
0: No, the way it was shot was great. The the um, I suppose the acting of both of the guys in in this promo was fantastic. Um, there is something about real life friends doing. Angles together that always seems to work. I mean, because there's a natural chemistry there, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of don't want this angle to finish. I think it will on, uh, well, Saturday um, slash Sunday, depending which hemisphere you're on. Um, But I really don't want it to. It will, but I've thoroughly enjoyed every second of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley.
1: I just don't want Eddie Kingston to careen down the card like everyone else who gets beaten by John Moxley.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, he's
1: better than Lance Archer or than Brian Cage, I, I, but
0: I, Brian well, Brian Cage is number one contender, and that was announced again this week. Yeah, so but he's he, not
1: number one contender because he's not because he's not going to get the next shot against John Moxley, and he's yeah. not going to get the one after that because that's going to be Omega or Page.
0: No, well, the one after no, the one after this, Eddie Kingston will be on Saturday. The next one will be Kenny Omega. Yeah, because he gets the number one. So he's not like he's number the number
1: one, number number one contender in no, some other some other.
0: You don't, but you don't go out on TV and say that unless you have plans for that wrestler. Well, sorry, AEW don't go out and say that unless they've got plans for that wrestler.
1: But also, if he's the number one contender against Kenny Omega, then surprisingly, I'm not going for Brian Cage. Like, you know, the time for Brian Cage to, you know, just have a surprise win and be at the top of the card is now over. Brian Cage needs to get in a personal feud and be like, and have some absolutely sick matches.
0: But that's that's what that promo was about today was announcing Taz pointing out to everyone hey in the rankings Brian Cage is number one so prepare to see more of him because Taz isn't saying that Tony Khan's saying that that's Tony Khan saying to us keep your eye on Brian Cage because Brian Cage is going to be doing some shit I'm not saying he'll win the belt in the next two or three months I'm just saying like
1: but it has been it's and been I, a few I just months. Don't think Len- it's been a few months since yeah. he faced Moxley.
0: But that's good you could I mean, otherwise you just turn into Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton.
1: No, but I'm not saying he needs to yeah. fight uh Moxley every single week. I'm saying that he hasn't had a storyline since then.
0: No, um, there's been this sort of team and that, thing going on with both of those. They games.
1: do that. Like really badly, like they they do the recovery. No, I don't like is a bad thing. They don't. These people are big stars potentially, but the only way they can become big stars is by having personal feuds that people care about. Like Eddie Kingston, John Moxley is a great feud because it's a personal feud. It's not some monster coming after Moxley's title belt. It's a personal personal, personal, personal feud. And, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what I'm saying. I think Brian Cage will have that.
1: But they need to develop his character to do that. Like, he's just not. Yeah. Like, it's not there at the moment. Like, Taz can have a personal feud with someone, but (laughs) Brian Cage isn't. Ricky Starks can. Cody Rhodes doesn't have any. Like, Cody Rhodes can have a squash match that is somehow a personal feud. (laughs) <laughs> but like they've done a really bad job of l- people who lose against the world champion just it's it takes a little bit long for them to get back to like they do a really good job of building them as an unstoppable monster then they're stopped then it's like oh now it's lance archer's like rubbing jake robert's old body and like riding things on his back <laughs> like
0: well, i just don't know if lance archer's that good man i think that's well i think the that's the that. that's
1: yeah That's right, but...
0: Brian Cage is, and I think he'll get his chance to show that soon. Well, we'll see. I can't believe this And the man he could do it with is Pac, who cuts a promo. Uh, And I really like this promo as well. Like, just, if he wasn't an insane little uh, bastard before Mm. lockdown, isolation has driven him to complete madness... Uh, There seems to be nine packs as well, so that's something I expect to see on Dynamite every week. uh, Is that he's formed a faction with himself? Um, He, I assume, he's doing these promos on his own and um, is doing a really good job of them. There was some really beautiful cinematography in Newcastle. There (laughs)
1: has to be some like these. These have to be professionally done. Like these are these are cinematic in a way that is like yeah.
0: Like, it's amazing.
1: Like, is, is David Fincher working for AEW? <laughs> like, they're yeah, fucking cool.
0: The... Yeah, he's got Danny Boyle to come and cut some promos with
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> Way to just, just pick the Paul Kelly of English filmmaking.
0: <laughs> hey, look, it's got to be accessible for these numbskulls, <gasps> for the brother ooh. friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're swapping, we're swapping. <laughs> oh, no, What's happening? <laughs> You never know where your next insult's <laughs> going to come from, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm super. I'm super excited about Pac yeah. coming back. Man, he just adds this. He's a weird wrestler that you can't pigeonhole. He's not a cruiserweight. He's not necessarily a heavyweight. That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it <laughs> about uh, with wrestling. I don't. I don't really like weight divisions and all that kind of stuff. So. And I like it, he's he's great, he's a great promo, he's an angry little man, and I can identify with that, so I'm looking forward to having you back on board. Agreed. Uh, I tossed up whether I was even going to bring this up, because I don't want to give them any more... um, I feel like if I ignore them, they might go away, but The Natural Nightmares... Uh, we're about to cut a promo, and the only reason I brought it up was because I got to watch Butcher and the Blade kick the shit out of them for 45 seconds, and that was really enjoyable. I'm
1: totally into if the next Dynamite, the Butcher and the Blade, just butcher and blade uh, the natural <laughs> nightmares, and that's the end of them.
0: We never see that. That would be again. sick.
1: Like, We don't need to it see him. It
0: sucks because I like Dustin Rhodes, right? And I was like, oh, I'm prepared for... A couple more years of Dustin as a mid card talent, not being gold dust, not being the natural, you know, like just Dustin Rhodes, you know, like. And now he's just being dragged down by Cody's little. Dustin is fifty terrible. He's fifty one years old. Like,
1: he and he had that 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 match against Cody was, maybe the. I think it was last year. Probably my yeah, favorite match the of the first year. It man. was awesome. Like yeah, it was it was, great. it was awesome. Um so I don't think you know I think he he probably had something to do with him. Like maybe QT Marshall has photos of him or something.
0: Oh, I don't know what's going on. I I don't know how, like I know QT Marshall's mates with Cody but Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, Ni- next up we've got Nyla Rose versus Red Velvet. This is essentially a tune-up match for Nyla Rose against her match at Sheeta, uh, against her match with... for her match with Sheeta on Saturday. Uh, Nyla Rose wins this pretty easily. Vicky Guerrero cuts a promo for the first time in a while, uh, calls Brandy the chief bullshit officer of AEW got and it. tells her to finally find her, someone got her, enjoyed. <laughs> got her! And... Uh- <laughs> And then, then she goes around and goes after Sheeta, and says, uh, "You've got three days left of cha- as being champion. Enjoy them." Uh, and then says, "Excuse me" in Japanese, which made me laugh quite mm. a bit.
1: This was fine. It
0: may it may be the only time I've ever enjoyed hearing Vicky Guerrero say, "Excuse <laughs> me."
1: I uh, like I, I. It doesn't really. They have they haven't done a good job. Much like Taz's complaints earlier. They haven't done a good job of explaining why people are getting title shots. And like let's mm. let's let's once again let's have a personal feud for the AEW women's title. And like maybe that feud was swollen, Britt Baker, and like just bring him back. They're your two best female wrestlers. Come on.
0: Yeah, for sure. The The problem for the women's belt while Shida has been champion is that, uh, well, I mean she could cut a promo because as you see with um, oh, I'm completely for blanking on the NXT women's champion from Japan, Ia Shirai, mm. um, she and 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 Oscar in on SmackDown they just cut promos in Japanese now yeah they either get subtitled or the, or you just get the gist of what they're saying you know um aw could have quite easily done that with sheeta they did try a couple of times and then i don't know whether it was just too much work or <laughs> whatever but but the last two months she is basically not said. well i
1: think i think we've um, missed one thing from the show that proves that it's not too much work unless we've have is the, is it next is the is the no oh, okay next. i'm
0: sorry next. no i was just gonna i just wanted to make this point of like uh, it's you can't build a feud with a with a good story or, or any sort of personal tension when one of the actors in that story doesn't say anything. Yes, you know, it <laughs> like doesn't doesn't give you a, if you're only getting one side of a story. It, it's just boring.
1: It is like uh, Jodie Foster's Nell. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: That's that's you you've you've got
0: Zwan you've got Nell listen Nell, to wrestle wolf yeah.
1: people. Uh,
0: hmm. Um yeah next up we've got we've got a couple of promos that uh <laughs> so we've got a video montage leading into the Kenny Omega and uh Hangman Page match with the backing track of don't know what you've got till it's gone by, Cinderella, baby. So, so, so I've I've, yeah. I've got to say, <laughs>
1: I messaged you during this being like, there's something <laughs> that happens here that is the most possible, like you possible thing
0: to have happened. I Matt asked me if I special guest booked <laughs> a segment of AEW, this I, thing, and uh, I wish I
1: I, had. <laughs> I loved it, but I I have not heard your thoughts, and I would love to hear them.
0: Uh, I, just, uh, <laughs> I I just lo- I lo- I loved it because it's a terrible 80s metal song. Um and I <laughs> I love how it paints um I love how it paints like Kenny and Adam as like a couple, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that they've broken up and it's so it's the kind of thing that if my mates who weren't into wrestling were watching it with me, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? And I would be like, mmm, <laughs> you don't understand, and I do, dickheads. <laughs> um, it's, uh, anyone who listens to the show knows that I like things on the weirder side when it comes to wrestling. I'm not really much of a, you know, two guys in black shorts doing fucking arm bars for 20 minutes kind of guy. You know what I mean? I want to see like... Pixie demons jumping out from under the ring and fucking playing a fiddle and then fucking Slash comes out and high fives (laughs) them. And like, I love that side. (laughs) Despite the
1: fact that Brett Hart is your favorite wrestler.
0: Hey, man, like the Hart Foundation, that Brett's theme.
1: And
0: he's got, he's got the big silver sunglasses and it's called the Hitman, man.
1: The excellence of execution. Yes, he had a cool name. I agree.
0: Cool hair, cool body. I, I, oh, cool I, body! <laughs> I I can't make you feel. I've gone off into my own world. I can't make you feel. <laughs> anyway, you I loved so it so
1: long ago. Um,
0: um, quite. No, I loved it. I it was this whole this whole promo came out of nowhere. It's co- totally not in context with the story that they're trying to tell, but I didn't give a shit. I loved it. It's it was over the top. It feels like it was something to pop the boys. Um, I sent this to I my I sent that. this
1: to my friends who haven't watched wrestling since the late nineties and early two thousands. Uh, what did they think? They were like,
0: "This is remarkable. This is so good." <laughs> Good, remarkable? Yeah, 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 yeah. What does the world become No, remarkable? I sent them
1: Dinner Debonair and they were like, oh, okay. And then when I sent them this, they were like, <laughs> that's fucking sick, man. Maybe they should get more like Rat and Warrant and, you know, Ugly Kid Joe. See, this is why
0: I should be fucking booking Where's, the, where's the
1: heavy metal version of Cats in the Cradle? Uh,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> the next one should be Miro and Orange Cassidy, uh, and it should be the uh, Everything I Hate About You by Ugly Kid Joe.
1: For someone that has really good taste in music, you have the worst taste in music.
0: (laughs) You're not the first person who said that to me. And as always, I will take it as a compliment. (laughs) Hey, uh, our Darby Allen's back. This This is our Darby Allen. He cuts a... Yeah, he cuts a promo. I thought you'd be excited about this because I was. Uh, and I've just written down, old Darby is back doing some Jean-Luc Godard style work. A little bit of New York film school.
1: <laughs> he looks like he's about to like go and like help Andy Warhol out in the factory. Like, it's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, Andy would have loved oh, Loved it. <laughs> would have loved it confirmed.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No wrestling. That's interesting. <laughs> Actually, Andy Andy Warhol's on the first WrestleMania. Really? Yeah, he's on the first WrestleMania. He gets he's backstage. He gets interviewed by Mean Gene. I. He just pop art. He saw his pop art, and he was into it. He used to go and watch wrestling at the garden every oh now my... and then. And so, like when WrestleMania happened, he went. He was there and got interviewed. Oh my. It's either WrestleMania 1 or 2. Oh my God. But he's definitely there. This is like, this has changed my life.
1: (laughs) I need to think about everything I've said. I
0: will find it. I'll put the link in the show notes because it's one of these things where I tell people no one believes me, but it's legit. I've watched it like 15 times. I've said
1: so much bad stuff about the WWF and now I need to think about it all.
0: This was rock and roll wrestling, WWF, when they had some cash out. Yeah, but this is Andy
1: Warhol. Anyway, we'll, we'll work this out at some later date, <laughs> I'm sure.
0: Anyway, we're up to our main event. Uh, Cody and, and uh, the Gun Club fought the Dark Order and I switched off. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And
1: uh... <laughs> I honestly don't know why this was not on AEW Dark. And
0: Well, Cody.
1: Cody. But- also, Cody's in. The yeah, bench, but so, so, so so's Dark. Austin Gunn. <laughs> like okay, like John Moxley's been on AEW Dark. Cody can be on there if he's yeah. with
0: Orange Cassidy's been on Dark. If yeah. he's there with Austin
1: mm. Gunn, he can be on <laughs> AEW Dark.
0: Um my favorite part of this match was uh, Jericho getting Excalibur to corpse on Mike. Yeah. To the point where uh, I can't even. I didn't actually write write down what he, <laughs> he was like. Um, uh, how high can you jump, Excalibur, or something like that? Do you know how high you can jump, and then Excalibur goes oh, not as not as high as Billy Gunn, and then Jericho goes, "You jump as high as I tell you to, you stupid idiot." <laughs> and then I don't know what it was in that particular delivery, but it, you could hear Excalibur like falling off his chair, laughing, and literally said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> didn't come back on air for 30 seconds. Uh, You guys might be like, what was going on in the match? Doesn't matter. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Excalibur laughing on comms was the best Agreed. You know, the worst thing is that fucking uh, Austin Gunn got the bloody pin. It it just sucked. It just (laughs) really did.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't we have really like do. heaps to say about this. Like, this was such a good episode, no, and then say. this happened.
0: Yeah, there's ten minutes of shit. It was an hour and fifty minutes of gold, and then the last ten minutes of, of just shit. It's like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched after the. There was like two minutes after the AEW title card came up, where Cody talked about getting his um his surname back. Uh, He's wrestling, so I
1: watched it, but I wasn't sure if it was kayfabe, and I felt uncomfortable about the whole thing. <laughs>
0: um, well, it, well, it's on our show, so it's now kayfabe. Okay, all right, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it looks like he'll be called. Well, he he's saying he doesn't know if he'll be called Cody Rhodes, but I'm pretty sure. he'll oh, Yeah, I suspect
1: Rhodes. he if he makes the decision, he will be. Yeah, um,
0: it feels weird. I've never liked one named wrestlers, which is a very big trend mm. across the street at the opposition. Um, but uh, yeah, it just always felt weird just calling him Cody. Like pretty much everyone who wasn't AW Com's talent would call him Cody Rhodes anyway. So, so do
1: you want to do you want to quickly go through uh, full gear? Uh, yeah, we, we got not? we got we got three minutes. Uh yeah NWA World Women's Championship. Ah. Uh, uh Serena Deeb versus Allison K. Um
0: Uh Serena Deeb will probably keep it. She's only had it for a couple of weeks, so it would... But it's still cool the NWA and AEW doing stuff. I know no one else on earth cares, but I do.
1: You are caring enough for everyone. <laughs> uh, a match i'm legitimately looking forward to orange cassidy versus john silver
0: yeah this was announced this week uh i think it's good i think it's a good um opening to the pay-per-view kind of match. not that the girls aren't it's it's if it if it's the second match on the card that's its right spot yep. um but i think it'll be a really good match Agreed. if that makes sense uh
1: who have you got to win
0: I really hope Orange Cassidy. I know John Silver's on a bit of a upward swing at the moment, and it would actually probably make more sense for Silver to win to give him, like, a bit of a bump on a pay-per-view. Um, so I think that's what might actually happen, but I, I just I don't like watching Orange Cassidy lose, guys.
1: I also don't think he... Uh, I don't think uh, John Silver really needs to win for his character, so I think Orange Cassidy as well. Uh. Chris Jericho versus MJF
0: I genuinely don't know. I think it's I hope I, it's MJF. I think MJF will win. Well, if MJF doesn't win, the story's dead, right? Yeah. And I think they'll want to keep these two guys working together, so that That's why MJF will win. Yep,
1: I think that's right. Uh Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose.
0: Um I think Nyla Rose will win. I think they' I think that they I think everybody probably agrees that it's probably time for Shida to give up the belt. I don't think it's necessarily through any fault of Shida. I just don't think she's been booked very well as champion. Um but it's probably time to reset. So Nyla Rose, and then it gives. I don't know, maybe Britt Baker or Big, maybe Big Swell goes after. Yeah, either one. Nyla Rose,
1: uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion match.
0: I think Matt Hardy will win this. And maybe go away for a while after that. I really hope
1: Sammy wins it because Sammy seems to lose every big match he's in. And as you said tonight, he's really good. Like he lost the he's, he lost yeah. the stadium stampede.
0: He like he, he's always the one that eats the pin. Well, I was gonna I up until a couple of months ago, I would have said Matt Hardy wins and essentially Sammy sees the light and joins Matt Hardy you know, in the hardy party. Um, and they try and they become a little mm. faction, but I'm almost convinced that MJF is going to join the inner circle and split it in half.
1: Yep. I um, think that's probably right.
0: Um, and I think Sammy Guevara needs to be in the inner circle for that to happen. So
1: John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in an, I quit match.
0: I couldn't think of anything more amazing of Eddie Kingston. Wins. Agreed. Uh, like I would, I would genuinely be happy. I would also not be unhappy if John Moxley, if John Moxley wins. I was like, well, that makes a lot of financial and business sense to keep the belt on John Moxley instead of this crazy Italian American guy <laughs> who has just, just come up from NWA eight weeks ago. Um, best case scenario is something happens where they can keep this story going because I, I could watch it for another six months yep but I'll go with John Moxley. Go I'm gonna with
1: Moxley. go with Eddie Kingston because just because I want it to happen uh <laughs> FTR versus the
0: young bucks um the stipulations thrown me I would have a hundred percent said FTR uh up until a week ago where the bucks put the their title shot on the line of for want of a better term, I can't. But then because all the commentary tonight was pushing us towards that, you know, they noticed all the comms boys were like, well, I just can't see how the Young Bucks can not win because they, they'll they never be able to challenge again. Um. So I'm actually really confused. I don't know. I, I think I, I think I'll stick with what I said earlier in the episode. There'll be some sort of swerve. I don't know if Young Bucks will even compete. So, FTR, I suppose.
1: (laughs) I'll go with the Young Bucks just to... I think FTR probably wins. Um, Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen.
0: Um, I think it's time to bite the bullet with one of these younger guys and give them a run with a belt. And that's what the TNT belt's for. Mm. Yeah. all this talk of, like, Darby Allen saying, you know, like, the, I assume it's all K-Vape stuff of, like, he's been saying in the press that TNT don't want him as the face of the company, all that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Darby Allen. I'm going to go with Darby Allen. Cody Rhodes doesn't need to be champion to be... Yeah. Um,
1: And I think... To
0: be Cody Rhodes, like... His
1: know, thing about, like, you're not the ace of AEW pretty clearly pointed like darby needs to win like he needs to win yeah because otherwise it's like oh he's not the ace of AEW. cool
0: yeah and it's just like i mean financially from a business standpoint it would make it makes a lot of sense to have john moxley and cody rhodes as your two faces of the company um but at some point you're gonna have to trust the younger talent that you have like hangman darby allen ricky starks uh warhorse um you know those kind of guys that are coming up through the ranks um no but obviously warhorse isn't around but yeah like those other guys um need to be given a chance so i'd really like to see that i think it'd be exciting for the company to have darby allen as the tnt champion
1: Mm, agreed uh Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Yeah.
0: I think Kenny's going to win. That's going to break Adam's poor little heart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you just said that so coldly, like, yep. Oh, it's, it's kayfabe.
1: Don't have to feel it if it's kayfabe.
0: And he'll go off and Listen to more Orville Peck. <laughs> All right, that's it. Who's great, by the way? If you listen to, if you guys are looking for some alt country, check out Orville Peck, Canadian country singer. I'm gonna go ahead
1: and hard agree with that one.
0: Yeah, he's great. I thought you were going to disagree. With me. I was like, what? that's no, no, that's, that's, that's right, that's right on. on
1: really. That's right on brand. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: the Kayfabe family is a. Uh,
0: Yeah, we're an alt country family (laughs) I mean, you know, check out (laughs) Check out
1: Soul Journey by Gillian Welch But check out Orville Peck as well
0: Yeah, Uh, my other music recommendation is uh, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco's version of God by John Lennon That just appeared on YouTube this week Oh, that's an
1: interesting one If I can just Uh, throw out, given that we're throwing out if, If people want to listen to Mary Star of the Sea by Zwan That was released in 2003. (laughs) Um, Just give it a listen. Just give it a listen.
0: It's like Simon's
1: Dream, but not shit. Uh...
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, what I love about Swan is the the intricate storytelling in (laughs) everything. Oh uh, well, it wouldn't be an episode. It wouldn't be an episode on our channel without not mentioning Billy Corgan's music career more than actual wrestling. Uh, but on that note, uh, if you, we're recording late. I think we're both starting to lose it. Um, if you like our show, please rate and review it, especially on Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah. That will get us into charts and stuff and then people will be like, oh, what's this weird show? And we'll get really rich and famous and we'll never speak to you guys. Uh, No, we will. At, like, signings, we have to pay to come and meet us and shit. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, What else do we do? Uh, Yeah, tell your friends about it. Um, You can follow us on social media, which I should know off by heart by now, but I don't. Uh, We are at WrestleWolf on Facebook. Uh, at Wrestlewolf Pod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Wrestlewolf dot is our website. Or you can send us an email at Wrestlewolfpod at gmail dot com. Um, like I know I say this every week, but our listenership is up again in the last fortnight. So that wouldn't be happening without you guys telling other people about us because we don't pump a lot of money into advertising. We're not on a network, uh, so thank you. Like a really we keep
1: our money in in sure. oil investments. Uh, <laughs> but
0: only oil tankers that's that's right. Yes. Yeah, we we only we only want those. <laughs> we, we only deal with. Ben I uh, you <laughs> own the tankers. I own the cleanup. Can I companies. get sued for that? Um. <laughs> yeah, we own everything. <laughs> oh man, being a being a heel's fun. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we will have a bunch of WCW stuff coming out early next week. We've got um, uh, episode 17 of Nitro and then uh, Starcade, the big one, uh, 95, um, will be out the day after. So hopefully it should be Monday, Tuesday, if I get all my editing done on time. But anyway, if you subscribe to the channel, you'll get everything. And, uh, yeah, until next time, goodbye, brother friends. Matt? <laughs>